Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time to talk NFL now. Gerard Cronin joins us out of SEN Sydney, our NFL uh, contributor. G'day, Gerard. How are you, mate? A very good morning to you, Ricardo. I've managed to commandeer a studio here in the uh, Sydney offices, so uh, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, yeah, hopefully you don't get booted too soon, mate. Um, <laughs> we should talk. Uh, yesterday there was a there was a great game, uh, well, a great game on paper that turned out very one sided. The 49ers against the Bucks, uh, and of course uh, Tom Brady. We had uh, Paul Mawadi from the TAB tell us uh, they had a punter who had a multi, a seven thousand dollar multi that was going to return thirty one thousand, finishing on the Bucks to win. Uh, didn't that that would have hurt thirty five seven nowhere near it and the Bucks still have a losing record for the season although somehow at top of their division. That's right. They're in the uh, well. They're in the penthouse of the NFC South, which is uh, a, a really a, a terrible division this year. Which I've, I'm very sad to say, with my team, the Falcons, in there. But uh, look, it's um, yeah. There's there's a bit to work on there for Tampa Bay. They've still probably got the inside lane on the playoffs if they want to, you know, just up their game a little bit. But to be fair. They ran into a really hot 49ers team. They were playing on, you know, firing on all cylinders there. And um, look, the last few weeks, they've just been going great guns. They've figured out what they're doing. They've managed to even now put in uh, the third string quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. What a great story that is. Uh, And they've been, you know, they haven't missed a beat. They've just been coming out and firing. So um, I think they're looking very good. Uh, The Bucks, yeah, a bit scratchy, but, you know, they're still in the division fight. Yeah, I thought they, they they looked really good on their running game, San Francisco. And I suppose we was your third choice quarterback, right? You don't want him to be throwing too much. So if he can palm off and get your your running backs doing a, a lot of the work, that's uh, that's probably the way to go from a coaching point of view. Absolutely, and that's the way Kyle Shanahan really coaches things. He uh, he he's emphasising on the run. He's got clever schemes, great offensive line. So uh, you know they've also got some good playmakers out wide. They've, uh, Debo Samuel picked up an injury during the game, which was a bit of an unfortunate one. But they've got some real good playmakers out wide as well. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, they've got weapons. Uh, the problem they've had is that they haven't been able to figure out the uh, the quarterback situation, of course, with Jimmy Garoppolo picking up an injury. So he was the uh, the second-choice quarterback. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so now it's just um, just managing the game in a way that they can, you know, keep control of things, keep the tempo going in the direction that they want it. Uh, but they've also got a fantastic defense as well, number one defense in the entire NFL. So if you can lean on that, it makes it a lot easier for a, a rookie quarterback. In the NFC North yesterday, we saw the Lions get up over the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings are 10-3, and three, so they should still win that division. But the Detroit Lions have really uh, gone on a, uh, on a streak of like 4-1 and one in their last five. Um, are, they a, are they a smoky for a wild card? Look, I don't know if they'll uh, quite crack it to get into the wild card, but... The story itself is just fantastic. The uh, the Detroit Lions, the long-suffering fans of Detroit must be rejoicing right now because they've now put together about five wins in six games, and that is fantastic for them. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, of Detroit as such, but I, I love an underdog, and these guys are about as underdog as it gets, to be fair. So uh, I think Dan Campbell, the coach, is doing a great job with them. Jared Goff, the 
uh, the former LA Rams quarterback, who was a bit of a cast-off, uh, is actually, he was supposed to be a bit of a placeholder until they, you know, figured out the future with all the draft picks they've got. Uh, but he's actually doing a really good job. So uh, when you start putting up 30 and 40 points each week, uh, that's going to really help, you know, push your case to keep your job. And um, the Lions can, they can build something special. If they don't make it into the playoffs, um, they can at least try and start building a bit of momentum for next season. Now in the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans are top there with a 7-6 and six record, but they lost their last three on the bounce. Uh, a week ago they fired the GM. That hasn't had any effect. Were you surprised by that? Because, I mean, where they're sitting at the moment, they are top, but, I mean, there's nothing to say that the Jags, who they lost to yesterday, couldn't go on a streak and pip them to that title, and then who knows where they'll be. Yeah, to be fair, the Titans, uh, they're probably a team you wouldn't want to place a bet on at all. They have been extremely hot they had won about seven straight and as you say now they've lost three in a row including to the uh the, the usually lowly jaguars so i don't know exactly what's going on there i think they're probably maybe just struggling a little bit with trying to get their identity and what they're doing with the football and on offense um and as you say a little bit going on behind the scenes when they fired their general manager in the right in the middle of the season which was an odd sort of an odd move, uh, considering how well they were, you know, travelling pretty well at this, at this stage a, a few weeks ago. So yeah, the Titans. I mean, they are a good team that can they can really knock off any of the top teams. To be fair, uh, but as you saw in this previous um, Monday, they they can also stumble against the lower teams. A bit of a banana skin game, and they slipped all over it. Yeah, they did. Uh, it wasn't pretty. wasn't pretty at all. Tell you what, uh, it wasn't pretty, but it was effective. Was uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, getting up over the New York Jets, uh, divisional rivals? Of course, the Bills now ten and three and well in front in the AFC East. That is an intriguing division with the Pats to play today and the and the Dolphins, um, who lost yesterday, still in the race as well. Yeah, interesting division, this one. It's it's a pretty tightly packed sort of field in the AFC East, as it is in the NFC East as well. Um, but yeah, today's probably a, a pretty big game, I would think, in terms of the context of the season for the Patriots going up against the Cardinals. They'll be looking to try and get a good win and really just keep themselves in the hunt there because, as you say, you've also got the Bills in front. They're currently the uh, the number one AFC seed. Um, so, uh, And also the Miami Dolphins didn't look great yesterday. Well, on offense anyway. Um, so they're also in the mix there. But yeah, if, if Bill can get his boys firing today, that will keep them right in there uh, and, you know, sniping around that wild card sort of spot. Yeah, I mean, they play the cards in Arizona who are four and eight. Uh, they've lost their last two. You'd think the, um, the Pats should get that done, shouldn't you? And improve to seven and six. Yeah, you'd back their chances. They've got a, a really tight sort of game plan. As I mentioned with the 49ers, these guys are even more so. They... They know their identity as a football team. They know what they want to do. And it really starts on the defensive side of the ball. Bill Belichick, the defensive genius that he is, uh, he manages to get his boys firing uh, and, and you know doing things that basically carry your offense. So Mac Jones and the boys on offense, they've been a little bit sort of up and down. Um, but I think that you know if they can apply enough pressure on the defensive side of the ball, led by uh, Matthew Judon, one of the sack leaders in the league at the moment, uh, if they can keep doing that, and um, and apply pressure to the Cardinals, especially Kyler Murray. He's a little bit flaky, often under pressure. Uh, let's have a look then at AFC North as well. The Ravens and the Bengals, both at nine and four here. The Ravens uh, have have the edge, but uh, the Bengals, of course, uh, they made a Super Bowl against the Rams. Uh, they beat the Browns yesterday, and uh, they're looking reasonably good. I mean, looking at how the AFC is shaking up, I mean, you would say the Bills, yes. You'd say the Chiefs, yes, probably the favourites, but... Uh, I wouldn't write either the Bengals or the Ravens off at this stage. 
Yeah, the thing is with the Bengals and Ravens is that they're, they're kind of crossing over in terms of who's getting healthy and who's not. Currently, the Ravens are not getting healthy. They're losing starters. Um, of course, uh, Lamar Jackson was out um, for yesterday's game, and they've also um, had Tyler Huntley, uh, Huntley excuse me, uh, pick up an injury yesterday as well. So, uh, Whereas on the flip side, the Bengals, they're welcoming back guys like Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase, who are pretty handy NFL players. Um, so, yeah, if they can get healthy and, and keep pushing forward, the Bengals have been looking pretty strong uh, as they sort of tended to do last year as well. They caught fire towards the back end of the season while the uh, the Ravens faded somewhat. But um, but the Ravens, they, they just got to really try and run the ball as much as they possibly can because not really sure who's going to be playing quarterback for them next week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do on that front. Uh, but they'll be desperate to try and keep the lead in their division. And I think I'm just looking at uh, uh, the the matchups for next week because I think... Um, they they've got a they've got a pretty tough schedule running in too, don't they? The Ravens with uh, with what have we got three three game weeks to go. Uh, they've got the Browns next week in Cleveland, who uh, it's a divisional rival matchup. Yeah, and it's also a tricky place to win um, in Cleveland. Uh, interestingly, to note just um, before we move on from the Bengals, is that that's the first time that Joe Burrow has beaten Cleveland. So. He'll be pretty happy with that. But he found last time that they travelled to Cleveland, he had all sorts of problems. So it's definitely not an easy place for teams to go and win. Uh, I think Cleveland are a bit of a, uh, I'm not going to say a wildcard team, they're a, a little bit of a, um, it could be a fly in the ointment, I suppose, for other sides because they've got Deshaun Watson now. He's been in, at quarterback for the last couple of weeks just trying to get into a little bit of a rhythm. Hasn't quite found it so far, but... At some point, it may start to click. And, of course, they've got some gun players, running backs, Nick Chubb uh, and Kareem Hunt, a couple of uh, fantastic you know, a duo at the back there. So uh, they can, at some stage, start to rattle a few cages on these teams who are still in contention. And, uh, yeah, probably got a few worries for what the Ravens may face next week. Uh, Jared, thanks for coming on, mate. Producer Logan here. Before we wrap up, Ricardo, I feel like you're um, trying to forget a certain game that happened on Friday where the Raiders lost 17-16 to the Rams where an unwanted quarterback by the name of Baker Mayfield uh, helped them win. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened there, mate. I, I, I got a text from Paul Mawadi. I was I had to run my daughter around, so I wasn't watching the game. And I'd kind of forgotten it was on. And then Paul Mawadi sent me a text uh, that um, it was just, uh, if, if I could spell Paul properly, I'd be able to find it in my phone. Um, Paul Mawadi said, uh, where are we? Here we go. Oh, dear, your <laughs> Raiders are their own worst enemy. And I think that pretty much sums up our season. Because, I, I mean, to be fair, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it, Gerard? Because... We had a rubbish. We we looked good preseason, then we had a rubbish start to the season, and then we started putting some wins together. And I thought maybe, maybe if we can, you know, sort of win out or just drop one more game this season, we we might be a chance of a wild card. But then you go and do that when you're in winning position as well, up fourteen points. Yeah, they they blew that. As you said, uh, hope can really uh, can do a lot of damage to fans, and that was the case with the the Raiders. They are uh, they're they're such a an interesting sort of team. They've got firepower. Um, they've had a few injuries, sure, but they've just haven't haven't really hit their stride. And uh, this game was a perfect example of it. They they had it all over them. They were up sixteen three in the fourth quarter, and it was like guys just 
close it out. You know, run the ball with Josh Jacobs, finish the game off, and they they couldn't do it against the Rams, who had a quarterback who turned up 48 hours before, didn't even know where the uh, locker room was at the end of the game. He got lost trying to figure out where to go. So uh, that just shows <laughs> how well, bad uh, a couple of games have been for the Raiders. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I mean, he got lost and didn't know where to go. Sounds like him on the field for most of his career. But um, there you go. Uh, hope, it is the quintessential human delusion, simultaneously the source of your greatest strength and your greatest weakness. That's yes, from the Matrix. Indeed. That's from the Matrix. There you go. Uh, that's where you got you, me there. You get all your best learnings from. Gerard, thanks very much for coming <laughs> on, mate. I know you've got to move. Uh, really appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys.